Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. And hopefully as you're listening to this, you are either knee-deep in some turkey or on your way to get some. Boys, it's Thanksgiving Eve here in the Soad Shack. And it's a wonderful night on the eve of one of the best holidays of the year. Adam, Bobby, how are we tonight, gentlemen? Unreal. Thanksgiving Eve. Isn't it just so sweet? Yes, sir. Preparing yourself, preparing yourself for tomorrow, boys. You ready? Get my fat pants out. That's right. This is what we've been prepping for all year long. Like Joey Chestnut getting ready for the 4th of July. Bobby, what's going on with you, man? So thankful. What are you thankful for, Bobby? Thankful for a lot of things. Thankful this is our 20th episode? Woo! What about that? 20 20 weeks in a row we've done this. It's pretty wild. It's pretty, pretty wild. I'd say there's been about 15 weeks I've thought, Mm -hmm. maybe this week we just shut it all down. We did. I died a couple weeks ago. I said, you know, maybe we just get a little yeah. refresh. We were a little worried. You yeah. Know? Little Tuesday worried. rolled around and we kind of got in our little slack and said, we, we going to see each other tonight. I miss your scent. I miss your scent. That's both what, of you. That's what you all don't know. We just get in here and we just smell each other. We just smell yep. each other. That's why we, we get here at like nine. It's sure. 1045. The yep. first hour and 45 minutes is just us sniffing just each other. Silence sure. in silence. Just getting in each other's musk. Yep. Yep. So uh, I, like to, I like to stand over both of them and just sniff their heads. <laughs> I like to do that for uh, 10 to 15 minutes for every for every episode. It's a great warm-up. That's right. I got yeah. a haircut. Did my hair smell good? It smelled very good. Really gets you in key with, uh, you know, in tune with your, your fellow fella mm-hmm. podcasters. Mm-hmm. You know? So, Allie brought up a great point today in terms of uh, <laughs> moving away from the sniffing each other vibe that's going on. Uh, she brought up a great point that this has to be... One of the biggest pizza carryout delivery nights of the year because mm-hmm. people are just like, I ain't cooking. I like. Where I'm you're doing all my cooking you. over the next couple days. I like and where you're going. I I'm, forgot we talked about this. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We give you trash food takes on every episode. So guys, let's break down some of our favorite pizza joints. We have probably about ten national chains chains that i think people would recognize here in bowling green Mm -hmm. so let's start with let's just lay out some of the ones that we have and then we can start to uh start to break it down a little bit here so you've got the the obvious ones like pizza hut papa john's domino's little caesars and then we get into some of the ones uh like blaze and azip that are sort of mm. like the subway version of personal pizza. pan pizzas. Yeah, personal mm. pizzas. I saw Blaze is doing like larger pizzas now, but only through the app, huh? Which is kind of weird, um, or only through online. Yeah. And then you also have um, places like Marco's Pizza, Jets Pizza, which are like kind of known for like the deep dish style of pizza. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Godfathers and Mellow Mushroom. And Donato's. Yeah. And Donato's. That's mm-hmm. right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Am I missing? I think, I think those Lost are the River big pizza, ones. pizza, local p- pizza place. Yep. A yeah. different. So in terms of the national, like, local or the the bigger known chains, I'd say my favorite is probably Donato's. 
Um, did you I, say Domino's earlier? Donato's. Did you say Domino's? I did say, yeah, okay. Domino's was one of the, yeah, the, like probably the biggest three. I'd say Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's. I'd say most most places have one of those three. Yeah. Um, yeah. of the of the big three pizza places, um, I would say probably my favorite would be Pizza Hut. Hmm. Do you get the uh, Do you get the seasoned crust? I actually love their cheesy bites crust. Hmm. I've had both. Just basically just tear off the crust and eat it like little cheesy bites. Yeah, you're like a yeah, you're like a seventh grader. <laughs> hey, the shoe fits. They're baby. great though. They're great though. They are really. I good. do love the seasoned crust though. Yeah, CC's Pizza. A good like little trash. Oh no, that's tier four buffet place. No. Cece's, uh, yeah, that I forgot about them. That cinnamon that is... uh, pizza they got is pretty good. Bobby, I'm where's just gonna, uh? I'm just gonna say no, <laughs> man. We we went there a lot though growing up. That I was, was all right with it. I mean, it was good when you were a kid. Yeah. Mr. Gaddy's was another place. I don't, I don't know if there's any that's Mr. Right. Gaddy's left anywhere in the country. I always like Mr. Gaddy's. Yeah, I've never discriminated really too much over pizza. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I love when my pizza cheese tastes like bubble gum. Exactly. Yeah. That was always Mr. Gaddy's, just I, awful. I don't know. I think uh, you might be a little wrong. I think it's might not so much wrong. a big three. <laughs> I think it's you got to include Little Caesars just because of the price. No, I was saying big three just in turn. Those are probably the three with the most restaurant okay. locations across you. the country. I'll actually look that up while you're talking. It seems like anything that we're at, like, related with, you know, lots of people there, there's always, like, way too many Little Caesars pizzas. And they're fine if you eat them within the first like fifteen to thirty minutes. After that, it's like time's ticking. Yeah, just go eat your bass sponge. So interestingly enough, (laughs) um, it goes Pizza Hut, Domino's, and then Little Caesars is three, and then Papa John's is four. So what you're saying is I was right. You were right. Thank you, Josh. We had a California Pizza Kitchen at one point, I think. Yeah, Um, we had Hungry Howie's long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, that place was good. We have a Papa Murphy's. That's another place. That's right, Papa Murphy's. I don't uh, know. Take and bake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? Okay. They're good. So what? What is the customer base for this though? Like who? Because pizza is the ultimate. I want to get it right then and bring it mm. home and eat it right away. That's a yeah. great question. So, why do I want basically a better version of a frozen pizza to take home and cook it's, myself? Yeah, it's probably not going to last much longer. I would think it was a you know mm. an, an idea ten years ago, mm-hmm. and it was probably okay ten years ago. But now it's kind of yeah. People don't have time for that. I just don't. Yeah. yeah. Who 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 was like you know what I want a pizza. But I want to take it home and have to cook it myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not good enough to. No, you know, it is. It's fine. It's good. But again, you got to do some work yourself. You got to go in and pick it up. Still, it's yeah. And it's not that whole Hello Fresh like you know boxed food to your door, health organic. You got to go get it. Yeah, it's freaking pizza. No, you know, it's pizza. Yeah. So my favorite is still Papa John's. I had Papa John's this week, sure. and like I was in the truck going somewhere, grabbed two pieces. Laid them, you know, cheese to cheese. Before I got out of that guy's driveway, I had both of those pieces just gone. Papa John's is very good. It was so worth it. I I think of the of the big four, I guess, if we're looking at Pizza Hut, Domino's, Little Caesars, and Papa John's, I would eat Papa John's and Pizza Hut. I wouldn't really. I would try to find something else as opposed to Domino's or Little Caesars. But I'm funny. I like the sausage pizza at um, Domino's. I like pepperoni at mm-hmm. papa john's thin crust anything at pizza hut 
And then, I don't know, whatever at Little Caesars. It's fine. It's $5 pizza. Yeah. The you know? crazy bread at Little Caesars is bomb. It is. It's great. It is. The dipping sauce and, and everything. Cheap. Yeah. Yeah. You grab a bang. That's the thing. Little Caesars, you know, $5, fresh and ready. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat, you know, especially when you're young and broke in college and stuff. Oh, not, yeah. It's a great young person. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big A-Zip fan. Donato's is fine. Blaze is okay. My favorite pizza of all time, anywhere to go, though, is... Um, the Maui Wowie at uh, Mellow Mushroom is so good. Mellow's Pizza is great. It's just hella expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do love me some Mellow. Dude, but, but such a sick atmosphere, dude. I love the energy in there, dude. Chad? <laughs> Greg? Yeah. I think Chad and Greg were both uh, working there when I was there last time. Uh, another little side note for Mellow Mushroom. If you go, get the uh, wings and get the jerk and Thai mixed mm. together. How did you discover this? So one time we were eating there, watching a game or doing something, and um, we were trying to find something to get, and the bartender or wherever we were sitting was like, look, a lot of us will mix this together. You know, it's not on the menu, but you can ask for it, and it is unreal, man. Right. A lot of of the locals do this. Yeah, you know. You know, know, watching the game, having a beer, eating some wings with your fellas, right? What happened to Greg and Chad? We're back to guy at the end of his rope. (laughs) Hey. More Jersey guy. Yeah, just want to mix it up tonight, you know. Wanna, just got uh, done selling phones. Sure. I just want some wings. Sure. What what uh, what type of phone is that? You, can I can I see it? <laughs> I need to make a call. You care if I make a call real quick? It's a flip phone, Adam. So no. Let me make a call. But you call your mother and tell her I'll be there in fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, you watch your mouth. So pizza, uh, we are getting a Donato's closer to our house, Adam. So that's nice. Ooh, nice. Getting Where's it that? right there on uh, three. Uh, no, Cave Mill, uh, right next to Dollar General. So still, hey, you know, life looking up. So yeah, I mean, because the other one right now is a you're you're driving about an hour round trip. Oh yeah. To, oh yeah. It's out of the way. From, yeah. Legit. It's out of the way. It works. I will say Donato's is nice for me because it's right by my work, yep. so I can I can swoop into that little drive through. Isn't there a big thing crust to crust mm-hmm. uh, cheese? Yes. So basically, there's not a whole lot of crust. It's yep. just all which pizza. I like as I'm not a big crust guy. Um, I typically don't eat my crust. Big crust guy. Every bite counts. I think is there. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I'm, I love Donato's. That's or my every favorite. Piece, man, I don't know, but pizza place. Uh, the uh, it's like, your favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Like uh, group pizza. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Allie loves Blaze. That's probably her favorite. One of her favorite places to eat. So we eat a lot of Blaze, and they're they're good. I mean, big LeBron uh, fan. Pizza's huh? just not yeah. my favorite type of food, but uh, when we eat, yeah, we'll either do Donato's or Blaze most of the time. Yeah. If I wanted to just get fat, I could eat Za every day. I love pizza. Yeah, Zaw's great. I know y'all are some big chicken dudes, and I am too, but man. Uh, Zabra. I, I like Zabra. I love some freaking pizza. Remember those days of college, you know, where that metabolism was still high? You could just eat whatever just you wanted. Just go get you large and just wolf it down, and you're just well, like. It's like, uh, you know, Josh, me and, me and Josh played for our middle school oh, at Drake's. I was just thinking about this. And before every game, we would split a, a pizza to get, like, me, us and, a, you know, you and a teammate would split a pizza before that, every single game. That was yeah. our nutrition. That was yeah. how they fed us. Hey. Yeah. Like, now kids are getting, like, you know. Uh, brown rice and chicken breast and broccoli nah. and like, protein shakes. And Good like, old days. Just get them a pizza, but have them split it because we don't want to spend too much. <laughs> give them a beer and a cigar. Yeah, give them a pat on the head. 
Yeah. All right, guys. So we're 12 minutes in with Pizza Talk, but uh, we go another 12. Hopefully, to, Josh. yeah, we could do a whole. We we'll do some shows in the off season, just specifically talking about mm. different types of restaurants and some of our favorites. Right. But let's get into some IDP news. We got a good episode for y'all. We're gonna hit a few news items here. We're gonna talk about top waiver wire pickups of the year. Give y'all an update on our dark horse breakouts from the first episode. And then share some players that we're thankful for on offense and defense. But before we get into the news, let's start with an update, guys, on it's week 13. Usually for most leagues, this is the last week of the regular season, so playoffs are coming after this week. So, Addy, I know before we got on mic here, you said there's a lot up in the air for you right now with your leagues. Hoo-wee, baby. This is a nerve. Really, the last two weeks have been just nerve-wracking. Uh, Daddy has been grinding, boys. So I'm, I'm locked in uh, two leagues. I'm for sure in. I'm, I'm only in five leagues. I plan on adding probably, I don't know. I'm going to add definitely another one, maybe another, uh, maybe one, maybe a second one. Mm-hmm. So I'll have seven total, hopefully going into next year. But... Uh, so right now two, I'm locked in the other three, every single one of them. I'm like the sixth seed and I, everyone's a must win because mm. winning in, I've noticed that. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but every, like all my leagues this year, man, there is just tons of us just bunched in there together. Like, mm-hmm. you know, VIP, our ESPN league that we've been in the longest, mm-hmm. it's like two guys at like nine and three and eight and four. And then there's 20,000 teams at mm. five and seven. Yeah. It's, mm. it's ridiculous. It's mm. crazy. I think the rest of the league is five and seven. Mm. And then Bobby, you're at the bottom. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm holding it down. You're holding it down <laughs> there at the, at the bottom of the well. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this, this week's going to be, I could be very depressed mm. on the next sode. Mm. Or I could be, you know, I could be very happy, very happy because you're, again, like, uh, I've had to grind like those. I started off bad in a couple, and I guess, you know, the other three leagues I'm talking about pretty much that I'm just razor thin, mm-hmm. uh, was not looking good for me. I was, I was very discouraged to start the year, but we're back. Maybe we'll see next we'll week. See. We'll see. We'll see if Adam's just like, <laughs> I hate everything and I want to die, but you're at least in, in, um, XFFL. Yeah. The league that is, I care the most about, yeah. you know, that's a uh, big deal. You want to make it in that league. Yeah. So, um, I am, I'm in, in the listener league. I have three leagues. So I'm in, in the listener league and we'll give an update on that here in just a second. I'm in, in that league. I'm winning in, I think, in VIP, which is our ESPN league. And then I'm winning in, in, uh, the XFFL, our RSO league. So, Bob. Nice. I'm sorry. Let's, yeah. uh, how are things with you? It's been a, been a year to forget for, uh, you know, not only fantasy, but also as a, you know, an as ex, a person. And a, as an ex Rams, as an ex Rams fan, you know, ex Rams fan. This was, uh, this has been a forgetful year. Now, uh, you know, VIP that I've always done pretty decent in. It's you won three years in a row. Been a weird, been a weird year. Been a weird year. Um, we were talking before we got on mic about a Yahoo league I'm in. And, uh, just a side note, don't, don't set up leagues that have a minimum acquisition every week. A maximum. Sorry. There you go. Um, but anyway, so I had used my two picks a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, so two was that limit. Yeah, yeah. You'd only make two pickups. Yeah. And then late in the week, I have Jacoby Brissett go out late Saturday night, and then Stafford was a late 
inactive Sunday Stafford morning. Stafford was scratched Sunday morning, yeah, for his back. And I was in contention, I don't know, Team 6, Team 7, probably somewhere in there. And, um, you know, basically had to go that week without playing any quarterbacks. And that's a 2QB league, which is pretty lame. But anyways, yeah, I've, I've kind of quit caring about that league. Um, I guess Listener League, that was an experiment from the get-go. Everybody in there knows how that's going. Even though what was bizarre is I almost scored 300 points a couple weeks ago. You really did. And I basically, for people who don't know, I took IDP like the second round or third round or something. You pretty much Man, took two offensive guys early. and then went like 10 straight defense. Dude, I don't think you should be that you know uh, ashamed of, of how you finished in there because, again, even the two offensive guys you you took were Juju, Juju and Tyreek, yeah. and both of those guys you know have had down years and dealt with injuries and all that stuff, and you yeah. still you still put up points. I have wanted to try that whole experiment of just going IDP super early and trying to piece some offense together later on, but I haven't been as active as I should be, and I've just kind of been sitting back, which is fine. But my main league, which I really care about, which is our RSO league, we were talking about. You know, I had some firsts going into. A couple weeks ago, I could have sold some pieces and maybe bought my way in at that point, but it's been a good year to kind of decide to press the reset button, and I got a few picks now for next year, so that's where we're at. But it sucks. I mean, the Rams suck. I'm not going to play a whole lot of fantasy football playoffs, so here we are. Bobby has six first-round picks in in the 2020 draft. In the 12 12 picks in the first round, Bobby and another guy, Sam, control all but two. That's true. And then so, I have you have the 101. I have the 101, the 103, the 105, the 106, the 108, the 110, the 112, the 201, the 203, and the 205. Jeez. But that was the plan. I mean, that was kind of what I wanted to do. Restock the pantry. God willing. A lot of draft. cheap young talent. We'll have those draft. picks going into the draft. Lord willing, and the crick don't rise, boy. My, my trade history will not project well for those sticking around, but we're going to try. We're gonna those see picks do. will be gone by February. Yeah. He gets to looking at the rookies and like, I don't, I don't know anything about any of these guys. I'm not sure about Adam, this. Uh, I'd like to have Alvin Kamara back. <laughs> yeah. J.K. Dobbins, more like uh, who? J.K. Rollins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more like just kidding. How'd Dobbins? you boys not put that together? Sorry. Oh, I was thinking of Dobby from Harry Potter, and I was like, these guys won't get that ref. Just kidding, Dobbins. I'm getting on that train right now. Almost a hashtag miles from an NFL stadium Garrett last week. In wow, the I know. I, we should have. I thought about that. Should have teed that one up. Damn. Miles but, from an NFL game stadium. Oh, sorry. Guys. Yeah. Don't forget it's stadium a longer game. stadium okay. game. Yeah, they're like much better. <laughs> Speaking of which, the, I was just thinking about this as you were talking about the Rams just going in the tank, mm-hmm. and we've been talking off mic a little bit about this uh, this week about how dire things are for the Rams. That's got to be a little worrisome for the NFL to see their big new marquee team with this like $2 billion stadium going in the tank and the mm-hmm. outlook going from really sunny and optimistic to like gloom and doom over the course of like the past six or eight games. I talked to um, a good friend of mine is an FBI agent and he actually spent some time with me this week nice. catching up. But uh, I was talking to him about Inglewood where they're building a the stadium and he was like, why would they do that there? Like that's a terrible place to mm-hmm. like build one. So if you're staying cronky, you got to be a little concerned, right? You've got a team that is tied to Todd Gurley for eternity. 
You know, you're paying Jared Goff forever. I was going to say, tied to Goff for eternity, too. So I was looking today, Gurley will probably be a Ram next year. Oh, his, yeah. His dead cap is a lot. His dead cap drops a lot in 2021. Um, I think I shared on Twitter this week, Goff's cap going into like 24, 24 is like $36 million or Jeez. something stupid. The but, cap will go up, but still, that's awful. But you're right, though. You know, the whole future... Of, you know, this whole NFL, I mean, you're going to start seeing some Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Phil Rivers, Tom Brady, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning. These guys are riding off into the sunset. They're in their latter years, you know, and you've got your younger Lamars and Josh Allens and Patrick Mahomes and what was Jared Goff, you know, and um yeah, I mean, this was kind of the new culture, the Sean McVay culture, and anybody that touched his cloak got a freaking job, you know? And I know it's more of a Rams thing, and I'm really down on the Rams right now. I'm just kind of bummed. But you're right. I mean, this just shows that freaking the NFL is just a fluctuating wave. You know, you ride it, and then people are going to figure out your offense the next year, and you, you know, you can't always be the Patriots. We're going to find out how good Sean McVay is. It's just got to be such a bummer because you, as a Rams fan, you, you know that based on the cap situation and everything this mm-hmm. is your time like mm-hmm. it's got you gotta win now and your team's bad you're that you're fantasy team that sold everything they had uh-huh. to get into the playoffs and now it's, it's looking like the looking next so three great. years are gonna not be fun yeah you and, know and think about the the ironic gut punch was almost a year to the day from this past monday night's game where they got their freaking doors blown off by the ravens Mm-hmm. Was that like fifty-three to fifty shootout with the Chiefs mm-hmm. that revel that was supposed to revolutionize football? What a trash take that was collectively, but also how far the Rams have fallen in the past year. It's been since week eight since Jared Goff's thrown a touchdown. That's crazy. I know his receivers have been banged up, but holy cow, man. It seems kind of weird too. Ever since the the Bears game last year, things have kind of been downhill. Um, that was the playoff game? No, so they went to play the Bears on a oh, Sunday right, night, yeah. I believe, last year, and uh, just got beat up pretty bad. And it seems like, I don't know, I'm not going to try to figure out their problems. they got more problems than we can figure out on this podcast. They're highly leveraged. I think that's a big problem is well, the problem- a lot of big contracts. you got to pay Jalen Ramsey. You don't have a lot of picks moving forward. Yeah. And somewhat underperforming, you know, for as much oh. as they're getting paid. Like, they're not really performing, you know – Aaron Donald's obviously wonderful and great. Jalen Ramsey, I guess, is. I mean, he's been a little bit. I know the Podfather talked about it. I saw his email today saying that Jalen Ramsey had been performing below expectations according to their model. I saw where he, uh, I saw where him and Marcus Peters were jawing at the end of the game. That was weren't they trying to fight each other? I'm sure. Yeah, those are two uh, hot headed guys. Yeah, God. Um, but. Yeah, kudos to Peters, man. He's been good in Baltimore. He's played well. Are you back on Peters? <laughs> you were trying to get off Peters, I know. I mean, it felt good for a while to be off, but sure. to be back on, I feel you miss it. I, feel I mean, you better. tore your labia once you tried to get off Peters. Right. Feel good being back on. Yeah, him. you need to plug that plug that hole in. Plug that hole in your heart with, with uh, Peters. an abundance of Peters. What yeah. a fun ride for Peters, though. You know. Oh, for sure. From Kansas City to L.A. Now back to Baltimore, mm-hmm. you've gone from some you know pretty good teams. Yeah, he really has you're bounced around some good a, squads. You're going to compete for a Super Bowl and this year, man. Heck he's yeah. been making a huge impact too. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, we had uh, some takeaways. Always said he's a pick artist, but he's this is 
what two defensive touchdowns he's had in what four or five weeks he's the cornerback two right now dang wow. i didn't realize he was that high that's i mean a cow. lot of those are picks he's had a lot of picks this still year still counts yep. still that's what you kind of you know you you're that's, okay with those big plays you, from you a know that's what to expect out of somebody like that yeah We've talked about those big play safeties and cornerbacks. We didn't do the update on the Listener League. I've got it pulled up right now. Right, so your dad, Steve, is in first place right now. This is such a good look That's for us, awesome. by the way. Yeah. Uh, the person that created me, mm-hmm. number one. Yep. Number two, me. You. Mm. Josh, who's three. I'm four. Mm. Johnny the Greek is uh, number three. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the uh, legends in this biz. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one of the big wigs over at IDP guys. We Everyone obviously knows who Johnny the Greek is. Yeah. That's the third, and then Josh is four. Yep. Wow. And we've already discussed the only reason well, Bobby's not in it well. is because he is a little bit of a mad scientist. Yeah, yeah it was a grand experiment. Kind of. Kind of. Hey, <laughs> yeah, well, you, well, you, uh, no, you, you shot had, your shot. We had fun. So we, we also we got to give a shout out. What's your nickname for Buck Twenty Two? Oh, uh, well, that's uh, Butt Poopy Poo. <laughs> Butt Poopy Poo is in fifth, nice. and then uh, my neighbor Nathan is in sixth. So who, who threw the uh, tweet out this week of Adam trying to read a teleprompter? And it was gay. So that was, was Buck Twenty Two. That was not Bubbles. That, that was, was not Bubbles. James okay. Coker. That was awesome. Yeah, one of the best I've seen in a while. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's a he's a fun fun add to the league. Yeah, we like James and Snot Bubbles. So, what's our plan for that next year? Have we discussed that? We'll do it again for Just sure. Well, well, definitely, yeah, we'll definitely run it back. I think we should probably add another listener league. I, I gotcha. think if we have enough, uh, enough involvement, we're cool. not going to do any money. Yeah, but no money ever. It's just it's just been fun. Yeah, it's been a good time getting to know a lot of these guys, and you we know, may have to them. go on the ad revenue and send somebody like a decal or something. Yeah, send yeah, yeah. That'd be that's cool. a good idea. Send them a copy. Send them a yeah shirt. No, we can't send them a shirt. That's too much money. Yeah, those are six six. $100. That would also, be $100 from each of us. That, that piped fleece will be changed here soon. We're can gonna, we, we'll can we'll send them a tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get you a, a piped, what is it called? A piped fleece. A piped, a piped fleece. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gross. That sounds yeah. sexual somehow. It sounds like a tracksuit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Addy, we got some news. Uh, one of the IDP community's most beloved players is coming back. Who is returning this week? Derwin James, baby. Welcome back, Derwin. I know Bobby's excited. That's that's his boy. Uh, but also, did you say that Adrian Phillips is coming back as well to join him? Adrian Phillips will be joining him. That's right. That's that's so weird. Uh, the Chargers, are they out of it now? Yeah, not technically, but I Likely. think, yes, I think they're dead. Wow. So I am going on Mike and taking out Troy Hill. And subbing in Derwin James. Gonna start Derwin and Jamal this week. Wow. Wait, in which league? The Freaking listener league, listener baby. League. Sir, going to win number four. Do you want to move him back on your roster for RSO purposes? He's been on there. I never dropped him. You never put IR. him on IR? Nah, he okay. didn't deserve. He he was he's a different category. He deserved IR. that roster. I noticed. I actually checked the uh, waiver wire in that in yeah. that league, and it's like, uh, of course, Bobby kept him. Yeah. You yeah. need to stay out of that. That's a dirty area, that IR. We can keep It's like a clean. hospital waiting room where people yeah. are coughing it's and everyone's deals sick. It's like, you know, I've held on to this long. You're not. Bingo. No one else is getting in. That's the only glory I'm riding into week 13 right. with. I'm just watching Derwin, baby. So watching him freaking do something, tear something again. But yeah, talking about real. Derwin just brings up the point that this has been a brutal, brutal year for safety in yep. IDP. We've had guys like Derwin, Keanu Neal, John Johnson, Adrian Phillips, Jonathan Abram, 
Carl Joseph, Tracy Walker, Ronnie Harrison, Jabril Peppers all get injured at some point. And I know we're missing some people. And a lot of these guys have gone on IR. Just brutal. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, I you know kind of steered clear of the injury bug, but I'm someone that's facing it here at the end of the year because I got Tracy Walker everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've got Ronnie Harrison. You got Ronnie Harrison. Yep. Um. So I mean, I was looking. I was calling myself safe to you. Mm-hmm. You know, three or four weeks ago. Oh yeah. So stay humble, guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, have depth, and you got to keep paying attention. You can't. You can't just you know think that you're. You can't get content and complacent because you you got a stable. That can quickly change. And, uh, yeah, you know, I've got, I'm pretty thin. I got Buddha and, and Eric Reed now, which those, they're both balling, but still, that's pretty scary. You're uh, like, please God, don't let anyone like catch a hamstring like yeah. midway through the game because then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I mean, the, the safety is definitely the, uh, it, it's been the most hit position, right? Mm-hmm. In IDP this year. I think so. By far. Yeah. Well, We've I'm had some big ones. Yeah. Some. That's true. D ends and D tackles have stayed. Stay pretty healthy for the most Who part. Who have we mm-hmm. lost as far as linebacker goes? Swan. Uh, Mosley. Mosley. Avery Williamson. Yeah. God, um, safety's been devastating. The uh, Rams lost. Um, Kai- Kaiser. Yeah, Micah Kaiser. Uh, hmm. The Packers lost to Oren Burks. We'll get to him. <laughs> that we will. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think safety has definitely been the position where You've had to stay on your toes throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, that actually segues beautifully into our next uh, discussion here. Top waiver wire pickups of the year. You know, this is it. We're going into the last part, last week of the regular season. So who are some of these guys as we look back? Every year, your whole season can swing if you make a smart ad off of waiver waivers or grab a guy off the free agent pile. And so who are some of these guys that have come in and sort of steadied the ship when some of your guys were dealing with injuries or you put somebody like a John Johnson on IR. So, Addy, who are some of the guys that uh, we have identified as top waiver wire pickups of this year? Yeah, Tracy Walker, uh, obvious one. I mean, he's dealt with the injuries the last three four weeks, but up until that point, he was safety one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, getting like 15, 16 points a game mm-hmm. in our RSO league. So, just balling like consistently getting eight to ten tackles making big plays getting tackles for losses um just really a revelation this year are Uh, they gonna shut him down what's going on there i mean concussion or what's the he's it's his knee his knee Uh, so he he's questionable right now so there's a chance he could play but i i think it's I, i doubt it uh he was out the last game but uh the week prior he he tried to return from injury and was you know I think he got in like twenty snaps before he tweaked his knee again and and had to leave the game, yeah. but uh, yeah it doesn't seem doesn't seem good because again even if he does play you know within the next couple of weeks you're not going to feel confident starting him because you're going to be again worried about him reaggravating it mm-hmm. leaving the game early um, it's it's just it's not a great situation. Another guy that uh, two guys here I've picked up that have been um, just crucial especially linebackers as i've dealt with some injuries here aj johnson of the broncos alexander johnson yeah alexander johnson yeah um and then max crosby a guy we've talked about on previous episodes uh he actually was um aj johnson i grabbed 
off of the free agent pool, and then Max Crosby actually was on waivers. Um, just two guys right now. I never thought I'd be in a spot where I'm like, yeah, I absolutely have to start AJ Johnson this week. There's no way. And Max Crosby, both. Those are two guys. As, as I was making my lineup decisions this week, I'm like, I cannot take these guys out. They're just too good right now. And I'd rather go down in flames with those guys in my lineup than take them out and risk missing a big game because they have both been really delivering these past few weeks. That's another linebacker we forgot about was uh, Bradley Chubb. I mean, you know, he got hurt early in the year. He did, mm-hmm. yeah. That's somebody we we forgot about as well. But, yeah, A.J. Johnson's been great. Um, Which is funny because it was like, oh, Todd Davis, that's, and that's Josie Jewell. Another point, I, I have actually Todd Davis and uh, Alexander Johnson in my other league, both of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm riding with both of them yeah. now. How's Todd been playing? I he's haven't been, been good. Him yeah, as been much. good. He's he's good for again like eight to ten tackles a game. He's yep. been solid. Like you're you can get you can expect like ten to twelve points a week out of him. Yeah, it's funny because that Denver defense should be really really good because they have you know Vic Fangio mm-hmm. who is this great defensive mind, and I mean. They've got some good pieces for IDP this year, though. I mean, yeah, Justin Simmons has also yeah. been great. He's been play- he's a top twelve safety. Yeah, he's been really good. Um, but yeah, Todd Davis and and Alexander Johnson both both useful. I'm mm-hmm. I'm starting them both. Yeah, as you should. Uh, AJ Johnson was one of those guys that I didn't pick up because I was like, ah, you seemed, don't know. He seems yeah. like one of these Cashmans or Hewitts where it's kind of like let's just wait and see. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's a nice grab, real nice grab. And then uh, another guy you wanted to bring up, I saw you hyping him up on Twitter a little bit, Addy. Who is uh, another guy here that's been a big uh, waiver wire pickup? Marcus Golden uh, with the Giants. He's a uh, he's actually a linebacker in our RSO league, so that's not that's not great. But in sleeper, he gets the defensive line designation, mm-hmm. and this guy's just been super solid this year. Uh, and it shouldn't be that much of a surprise because this is uh, someone that had, I think it was twelve. 12 and a half sacks in 2016 when he played for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so after that, his uh, after that 2016 year, he tore his ACL in 2017. So he pretty much missed that entire year because he did it early on. And uh, came back in 2018, clearly wasn't trusting his knee, you know, clearly wasn't himself. Um, found a new home at, with the Giants and looks back to his old self. Looks, looks like he's returned to his, his old form. Um, I think he's got seven and a half sacks right now through 11 games. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just I'd imagine he's a he's a top 12 defensive line, uh, defensive lineman and, and sleeper, and I think he's probably a, a top 18 linebacker in RSO for us. Yeah, it's f- pro football reference actually has him designated as an outside linebacker. So Yeah, so he's an edge rusher, rusher pretty much. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was looking. The one position that RSO seems to screw up more often than not is actually designating cornerbacks mm-hmm. as safeties, which is weird. Because mm-hmm. um, I was looking at some cornerback pickups, and it was safety, safety, safety. They just kept designating all these guys as safeties. So that's another thing, too. IDP has to figure out, I think, for the game – um, I was talking to uh, Jordan Rains on Twitter about this and just the the IDP community to grow and become more attractive to more casual players is we've got to figure out these positional designations 
and get some uniformity here. Yeah. Shout because, out to Jordan for spearheading that. Yeah. yeah. And, it's been, uh, it's been, he's super active on Twitter. They do a lot of good stuff over there. I like Jordan mm-hmm. and I think they're with the IDP 411. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope. Sorry yeah. if I just uh, gave you a bad plug there. But anyway, Jordan's been really nice getting to know him. Yeah, he's a big IDP proponent, and I know he really wants to see, you know, wants to see IDP grow, especially here in the next couple of years. I think he really kind of forecasts that people, you know, that are just playing the typical Yahoo and ESPN leagues are going to migrate more to the IDP side. So, And we're all for that, man. Yeah, so he's a writer for Dynasty Nerds and a – podcast host for full-time fantasy and yeah idp 411 he's his big thing yeah has been to grow the community mm-hmm. and get more people playing idp we've got to we've got to change some things his thing is like a standard scoring i think he calls it the three two one scoring yeah and then getting some of these uh positional designations figured out to just simplify things yeah you know again the the people that have been playing a while they're okay with the complicated stuff you know playing cornerbacks defensive tackles mm-hmm. his main thing is to get new people in here we're gonna have to simplify it and mm-hmm. again that's what i like about sleeper yeah it's it's simple yeah it's like on offense you never have to worry it's like when uh the steelers player who was like had tight end designation yeah so that's like Jalen Samuels. it stuck out so much because it happens so rarely that you have a question of mm-hmm. what position does this guy actually play that was awesome. you're not confusing running back versus wide receiver mm-hmm. we need that kind of clarity on the defensive side mm-hmm. if yeah. uh we're gonna get if we're gonna grow the popularity of idp mm-hmm. but uh yeah so some of the top waiver wire pickups this year um, just so important as we get as you get deeper into the season, we mentioned on the last episode, even if you've got three or four guys, you know, like you said, Markham, don't rest with your stable. You you never know when injuries are going to decimate you, and you're going to need to be on option six or seven going yeah. into the final week of the season. Yep, keep on it. You never know, even if you don't have anyone to pick up this week, just keep you know, keep seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Stay active. And stay active even if you're out of the playoffs. Yes. That's one thing I learned from the fantasy footballers is don't check out at the end of the season on fantasy if you get eliminated Mm -hmm. because then you're going to miss players that come on at the end of the season that you could scoop up at the beginning of next year because if you don't, the smart people in your league that stayed plugged in, they're going to be the ones who benefit. That's right. That's an edge. It is. So... Those were some uh, some news items, some pizza talk, and some waiver wire darlings this year. We're going to take a break to hear from Anchor, and then we will be back with an update on our Dark Horse breakouts and players we're thankful for. Y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we're back. This is uh, take number six or seven on coming back from the break. Adam tried to take the yeah. reins a couple times. You give me a shot. I did. I appreciate that. I didn't come through. Yeah. But you give me a shot, and that means the world to me. You're welcome, Adam. Thank you so much. For <laughs> Thank you. 
I'm thankful for you, Adam. I'm thankful for you, boys. How many beers in are you right now? This is number seven. Number seven <laughs> of the past uh, 15 minutes. No, it's just number three. Are you sure? Yeah. How many's in that? This cooler? is it. That's all I brought. Three, right. and that's it. The rest are for dealing with my family right. the next two that's days. Right. Save them. Save them. You know, uh, never, never know when you might need them. That's right. All right. So we're gonna give y'all an update on our dark horse breakout candidates that we had back in the first episode. Since we're here at episode twenty and at the end of the regular season, give y'all an update on where things stand right now. So we're gonna start. Uh, We'll start with the defensive ends, guys, where we did pretty decent. You're going to see it was, a you know, okay. Linebackers were terrible. Safeties we did very well on. Mm. So the question as we look through these results, guys, is did we just miss on some of these guys, or is there more to the story than just what the finish says right now? So, Bobby, let's start with your guy, Derek Barnett. Uh, you had projected a top 24 finish. Mm-hmm. In our league right now, he is DN33. So just a bit outside of that, he's a DN3 instead of a DN2. Uh, he is playing 79% of the snaps, only played 23% last year, mm. which was really low. Um, but uh, what do you see as far as Mr. Barnett goes here? He had a much better start to the year than he has here recently. You know, up until about week seven, he had three let's say week eight he had three and a half sacks um a forced fumble he's had he had a couple of decent you know four tackles four tackles two tackles um he was really doing well at the beginning of the year but these last couple of weeks he's kind of stunk um you know against new england he had two tackles um seattle which i believe is a game he played he didn't do anything um so not sure what his deal is as of late um, I kind of saw a little bit on Twitter where people are kind of getting a little bit frustrated with him. Um, you know, he's still kind of that type of guy that's going to have some mixed reviews. You've got some people that think he's still, you know, decent and still has some potential. A lot of people think, um, you know, he doesn't really hold contain against the run. Um, so I don't know that this will be the last year for him, but he's been meh. He's been fine. DN3 right now. I don't yeah. know that he sneaks into that DN2 category. See, it seems he's slotted pretty perfectly where he is right now. You're right, DN3. though. Man, he's really struggled. The last three games look mm-hmm. like he's averaging just three a game. Yeah, which is rough. Um, that D-line has struggled up in Philadelphia, too, though, to his defense. That he whole team a whole has struggled. Yeah. Yeah, it's been very disappointing year in Philadelphia. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Um, so he is actually... Uh, he must have been a first-round pick because he has a fifth-year option coming up. So he signed through. We'll talk about this with the next guy we're about to preview as well. But he signed through 2020. That's the fourth year of his contract, his rookie deal. And then he has a fifth-year option in 2021. Hmm. So big year coming up for Derek Barnett, but not looking promising for getting that fifth-year option picked up. Mm-hmm. Definitely still a hold, though. Yeah, oh, for no. sure. Very talented guy. And, you know, but if we don't see anything by next year, we're a little little worried. I think, yeah. So, uh, talking about, you know, do you hold? Do you try to go buy this guy? Do you try to sell him? Tack McKinley uh, was a guy we projected uh, as I projected. He was my guy for top 24. He's DN 49 right now, playing 65% of the snaps, played 57% last year. He only has... 
uh, one and a half sacks, 15 solos, and five tackles for loss. So here's the thing. Next year, just like Derek Barnett, next year is absolutely critical for TAC because the Falcons have to decide on whether they're going to pick up that fifth-year option. And with a new coaching staff likely coming in, I'd say the safe bet right now is the team does not pick up his fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. So, translation for me, try to sell him if you can this offseason. There's just too many question marks in my mind, especially with a new coaching staff coming in, and he hasn't exactly lift up, lived up to that first-round pedigree yet. So, Tack would be a sell for me. I'm not holding him right now. If I have him, I'm trying to offload him. Mm-hmm. Markham, what do you think about Tack? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm, I, I'm probably not, uh, not someone I'm gonna try and acquire this off season. Mm-hmm. If good luck selling him, it's gonna be hard to sell him. Mm-hmm. You know, other people are gonna all share the same sentiment. He's mm-hmm. just hasn't performed yet. Yeah, maybe there's a guy in your league that just looks at names or remembers the draft, the days. draft pedigree. Yeah, yeah, hasn't looked re- looked really closely at the production. So, um, yeah, I don't think any of these guys we're gonna talk about for DNs are necessarily guys I'm trying to go out and acquire, maybe with the exception of the next one that we'll talk about. Yeah. But Barnett or Tack are guys, if you have Barnett, hold them. If you have Tack, sell them. I'm not trying to go get either of these guys right now, though. But, no. Uh, what about the next guy, Marcus Davenport? Yeah, Marcus Davenport, he's really uh, kind of like Barnett. He's really cooled off lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a sack last week, um, but he's just he's just been – Man, he's uh what defensive end thirty nine right now. Yep, in our league. Um, so he's playing sixty five percent of the snaps, so that's that's decent, mm-hmm. uh, compared to forty percent last year. So you have seen an uptick with all of these guys, which is good. That's nice. Uh, but I've noticed lately his snap counts have gone down. They they bumped back up a little bit last week, but against Tampa, he only played twenty three snaps. Uh, against Atlanta, forty, and against Arizona, twenty six. So, I don't know what I don't know if he's maybe banged up for a little bit down the stretch, but his snap counts have been down. But it looks like they were back up after this last game, and you like that he that he had a sack. Um, but yeah, maybe he can finish the end of the year strong. But again, this is a guy that you're probably not going to be counting on during your your playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're still in it. Yeah, he's all three of these guys right now. I feel like are. If you have an injury or a bye week, you're like, mm-hmm. I guess I could plug these yeah, guys in. Right. You know, there's there's worse situations to be in. Yeah. Probably better than anybody you can grab off the waiver wire right now, mm-hmm. but not a guy you're excited about starting week in and week out. Mm-hmm. So DN we did okay. DN's um, tough. DN yeah. is so tough. Yeah. So hard to find good players that position. But linebacker was even rougher. Um, we had a couple guys um, that we'll talk about, and I really want to try to get to the truth of these first two, and then we'll talk about a guy who's just injury. Um, that's something that you'll see oftentimes when you project these breakouts is just injury comes in and just derails it. But let's start with a couple guys here. Bobby, mm. your dude, Oren Burks. So what's been going on with Mr. Burks? You had projected top 24. Now, admittedly, when we did the first episode, we had just find, found out he had the injury and was going to be out for a while. Yes, so sir. we kind of said at that point, hey, this is probably not realistic, but here's the take that we had. Um, yeah, so he basically set out the first four weeks. Um, really hasn't done anything. I mean, he has like less than 10 points on the year. Um, last game he played, I think, one snap. 
So I'm not sure if Green Bay is moving on from him. Did or- he just miss the boat? Because they brought in some new linebacking talent with Zadarius Smith and mm-hmm. um, what, what was the other one? Preston Preston, Preston, Preston Smith. Smith and Zadarius. Um, yeah, that doesn't help matters at all. You know, you've got Blake Martinez. You've got those two Smith guys that you know are look up. They look fine. I mean, I don't know if they're setting the world on fire, but they're great for Green Bay, um, especially with Clay Matthews moving on. But um, yeah, Burks just hasn't been given an opportunity to be healthy for an extended period of time. You know, I don't remember what it was last year that he was struggling with, but then he had that pectoral thing this year, so. I don't know. I think it's probably just a mix of um, they say he's super talented. Um, I think the talk at the beginning of the year was he just needed to try to connect the dots in his head, you know, to understand NFL offenses and and where he needed to be um, a little bit sooner. But, yeah, I don't know. The future doesn't look too promising for Mr. Burks. Yeah, I was just trying to see linebackers for the Packers who's actually played the most snaps. Mm Mm-hmm. You have Blake Martinez at 99.3, so he's barely missed any snaps at all this year. Then you have both Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith playing about 81 to 82%. And then the next guy would be Kyler Fackrell. Mm-hmm. And then you have B.J. Goodson, Rashawn Gary, and then Oren Burks is buried down at 6%. Mm-hmm. So he's literally he's just buried. Yeah. On the depth chart. And they, you look at all a lot of these guys were guys that they added. Like um, Rashawn Gary was added in the in the draft this past year. Mm-hmm. And then the Smith brothers were free agent pickups. Yep. So just maybe one of those things, uh, Oren needs a fresh start somewhere else. Maybe. Or just be healthy. Health would help too. Yeah, health helps. So, Addy, what about our boy? We love us some Quincy Williams, but what's been going on with Quincy? We had projected top 24, and he's linebacker 109 right now. Well, you know, it first looked great. It did. He uh, he was getting pretty much 100% of the snaps, uh, was being pretty productive, wasn't getting big plays like we wanted, but he was solid for like, you know, 10 points a week pretty much, the first four weeks of the, of the uh, season. Mm-hmm. But then uh, he played against Christian McCaffrey, and – McCaffrey made him look like an idiot. He made him a meme on the internet. Yeah. Which is legitimately my worst fear. Yeah. So uh so after that they had to uh they had to set him down for a little bit. Let mm-hmm. him okay, dude, you're you're clearly not ready. Uh so they let him sit down, learn from the sideline. Um and now injuries have made him return to the starting lineup, boys. That's right. So Quincy is back. I mean was it a we we knew that this was probably the deepest sleeper we had going into the year. Um, Most people hadn't even heard of Quincy, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, this is kind of nice. I, I like guys that at least give you clarity with their situations. Like so, we had Quincy. He he gave us four solid weeks, but then we saw it coming, like mm-hmm. when he was going to be benched, and then he you know he was benched for what six games or whatever, and now. I think we're going to have some – I think he's pretty much, in, you know, set in stone. He's going to be the guy getting the snaps again. With mm-hmm. Najee Good going on IR, he played 100% of snaps yes. last week. Quincy yes. did, right? Yep, and so I think that's just going to be what you see, con- you know, continuing there because Jacksonville, they're they're out of it, right? They are, mm-hmm. yep. And they know that. They want to see what they have in Quincy because mm-hmm. I think they still believe in Quincy. He just – 
he wasn't ready. He was, you know, thrust into a situation that he was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, he's definitely still a hold. I still love his talent. He made a few really nice plays against Tennessee. He's playing a hundred percent of the snaps mm-hmm. as a rookie. Yeah. Like I mean, that's, that's very promising for the future. We get that his PFF grade's been bad and all that stuff. But again, he's a rookie. Yeah. He's plays coming. He played at Murray State. Yeah. Like he never played any of these big time like, athletes that he's let him in the NFL. Learn. Like just be patient with these guys. He's still a hold in dynasty. Like. He's, he's a buy. I would be trying to buy Quincy yes. if I could. Yes, definitely. Because I think the future is very bright. Defensive coordinator there in uh, Jacksonville last week said that Quincy looks solid in Week 12, um, but they're still looking for s- consistencies, but that he's making splash plays that show his talent. Mm-hmm. That's you know? what you want to hear about a rookie yeah, is splash plays, talent. Consistency is not something you often hear with rookies. Everything's kind of coming together for Quincy if you really think about it because the Jags are out of contention, essentially. You know, he's got a lot of people that are out of his way, so now he's going to see the field. He's going to be able to have some of these games where it doesn't matter if Jacksonville really wins or not. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to get out there and get more reps. He's going to be able to get more snaps. You know, so he's going to have more time on the field. He's going to have more learning experiences, but... You're 100% right. I think that might have been one of the best defensive plays last week. Um, that reverse to whatever mm-hmm. Titans receiver. And, uh, him you know, reading it right away. He read it quick. The, the talent, he got to him fast. He brought him down fast. That was a talented play. Um, so yeah, don't. Quincy Quincy could be interesting. You he's know, a, I, I, I think he's a must add. I will also say McCaffrey looks better this year than maybe he has ever looked. Yes. He's like his jukes and his, you know, his footwork is so unbelievable that he's going to put any linebacker on skates. Yeah. So rookie one. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't feel too bad for Quincy. I mean, that's a great running back that basically you got benched, you know, because of coverage or whatever. But yeah, I think Quincy is a must add. Anyone playing 100 percent of the snaps are projecting to do so Mm. at this time of the year. You got to grab those guys up, man. So definitely go get him because he is 100% going to be out there because, again, people people probably added him early in the year, but he was definitely dropped. So, yeah, you need to check your waiver wire. He could be a nice piece for the stretch run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, love that. So uh, uh, one of the two guys that we projected into the top 12, this was Jayon Brown, linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. I projected top 12. And uh, this is one where injuries, the uh, injury bug just hit. So he's LB59 right now. He's playing 66% of the snaps, played 81% last year, but he's dealt with injuries this season, got hurt week six against the Broncos and played just three snaps. He was out week seven, was limited in week nine against the Broncos, missed week 10 uh, against the Chiefs. That's the game that we were at. So if you actually take out the games where he got hurt, was limited or did not play, and just look at the games where he's healthy, He's played 94% of snaps, which is an uptick from the 81% he played last year when I think he played every game. So in our league, he's averaging 10.78 points. But again, if you look only at the games when he's been healthy, he'd be averaging 12.36 points. And just that difference from from 10.78 to 12.36, and that's leaving out a game against the Panthers when he scored nine points despite playing 51% of snaps. So if you that little bump up to 12.36, that would put him at LB20. So just that little uptick could go from LB59 to a linebacker two. 
right after Chandler Jones. So just to give you some context of like who's around him. So translation for me is that Jayon is a stud. He's just been banged up this year. Still yep. very young. He is clearly the guy there for the Titans moving forward in the middle. And uh, don't panic. Don't try to sell him. Hold him. He came back and balled out last week. And I think you're going to continue to see that. He's got a great matchup this week against the Colts. Fire up Jayon if you've got him in any of your leagues. Yeah, I don't think it's a miss at all. I mean, you know, he can't help that he's been injured. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you got him, he's a he's a must-start yep. type of guy. Because he's, again, averaging, what, 12.5 points a game? Pretty much in the games so, when he's healthy. So, yeah, that's top 18. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so that's a, that's a must-start. And mm-hmm. I know that's not how these things work. You know, projections can get derailed by anything. Ben- getting benched, getting hurt, uh, just having guys come in ahead of you on the depth chart and never getting your place back. Mm-hmm. So I get it. We're not trying to like say, oh, but because, you know, it, it, it is what it is, but we're trying to get to the truth of what's going on here. And the truth is that Jayon's still really good, so just be patient. I, I've noticed as a Rashawn Evans owner that since Jayon has returned healthy that he's he's taken a he's taken a hit, mm-hmm. uh, Evans has, you know. So he's not nearly as productive um, as he was when, when he was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he balled out. I'm trying to pull up. They played, who was it? The Titans played last week. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So, Jayon, yeah, he had 11 tackles and four assists, 19 and a half points in our league. So, just a great week. He was all over the field. It's huge. Really, really good. So, let's look at safety here, guys. This was our success story for as crappy as the safety landscape has been. It was probably a good year to pull out some sleepers to finish in the top 24 or the top 12 and uh bobby let's start with your guy again here one of the two that we projected top 12 mm-hmm. your boy minka fitzpatrick is sitting at safety two right now oh baby so talk to us about what's going on with mr fitzpatrick yeah i mean you know what's not to talk about he's having a great year um you know kind of what we had talked about if you go back and re-listen to the dark horse breakout you know episode you're really looking at um, you know, we talked about several things needing to happen in order for Minkin to have a great year. You know, those things being, you know, TJ McDonald going to the side, Rashad Jones getting out of the way, him not playing corner and actually being able to play safety, you know, and then we didn't have any idea that he was going to be moved to, you know, Pittsburgh to be able we to We got play. what we wanted, which was everybody else out of the picture, yeah. just in a different way. Absolutely. So, you know, Minka on the year, 34 tackles, five interceptions, three fumble recoveries, which is kind of low-key. I didn't know he had that many. I didn't either. And then two touchdowns. Uh, so right now is the safety two. Wow. Um, I think he was safety like 18 to 20 range probably sometime last year. And uh, I think we had projected him as a uh, safety one. So, you know, it's awesome when yeah, – it sucks when you – you know, think Warren Burks is going to be a LB2. You know, these are dark horse breakouts. It's a shot in the dark. It's a little off the radar. You know, we talked about those dart throws, and you're not going to hit on all of them, but when you hit on a Minka, man, it actually, like, hit on a Max Crosby. You hit on a, you know, some of these guys, these safeties that we're going to talk about. It makes it all, the you know, so much worth your while. Because it's not like these offensive guys either. These defensive guys, you probably has you have less cap. You probably have less, less draft capital in. So if you miss on them, it really doesn't matter that much anyways. You know, there's less repercussions. You don't have a Todd Gurley that you're paying $30 million, and you're like, dang, that's 
freaking. You I know, wish I could pay him thirty dollars, twenty percent of my budget. You know, yeah. so. But yeah, Minka looks awesome. It yeah. sucks that Pittsburgh is bad this year. I wish I know. they had it kind of getting buried him. a little bit. Yeah. I think it's been crazy. He played 87% of snaps last year. Mm-hmm. Since getting traded to Pittsburgh, he's playing 99.5% of snaps. Yeah. I mean, if you're rounding up, which I did for all these numbers, wow. he's playing 100% of the snaps. That's awesome. It's crazy. He's been healthy and he's been awesome. Who's a who's the signal caller in the Pittsburgh? I don't know. I'll look at Mike's Green Dot I mean, article and see who that is. is Devin it? Bush is probably no. They've they've really uh, they've really uh, tailed back his snaps. Dude. Yeah. Have they really? I don't know what's going on with him. Hmm. Is it the rat tail? Maybe, mm-hmm. but he's he's not he's not on the field uh, nearly as much. He's playing like sixty to seventy percent of the snaps right now. We've kind of swapped. So who's getting in there? Mark Barron. Barron's been really what? good lately. Barron is trashola though. Yeah, but hey, their defense has been you know. Pretty good lately. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what Devin Bush is. I don't know what the deal is, but it seems like they're taking him off the field for like third downs and, and coverage situations. So, mm. uh, yeah, not great. But I mean, obviously, he's a, you know, he'll be fine. Yeah. He's just, again, young and learning. That's yeah. what these rookies do. Yeah. Last year was abnormal with how, you know, yeah. we had. There five pretty much awesome, you know, rookie linebackers. Yeah. Um so yeah, you can't you can't expect that to happen every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to look up Josh, uh, get in here, Josh. I'm I'm about stalled for as long as I can stall. I just wanted to see how far you could take Good it. Good God almighty. <laughs> I just wanted to see who Mike had as the green dot in Pittsburgh. You got me curious now. Here we go. Three down linebackers. Um, cause I don't know, I don't know who it would be if it's not been, um, if it's not been Devin Bush. Oh, so it is Mark Barron. Wow. That's wild. I had no idea that it switched over to Barron. He's currently unknown, wow, wow, I think, wow, you know, wow. so, which is crazy. What is he? I think he's unknowned. Huh? I don't think anybody has him. As we well, all we go, frantically uh, go to pick him go, up. Go, let me go. S- let's, uh, let's correct dial, that. Let's dial up. Yeah, we're out here in the shed on Bobby's uh, hot spot. Oh, yeah. All frantically pulling it up. Let's look. Yeah, whoa. Uh-oh. Wow, so Bud Dupree is their highest percentage of snaps as a linebacker. Then TJ Watt, then Devin Bush at 83.05. Barron had 10 solos in week 10 against L.A. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Um, Dang, yeah, his snaps have gone way down. 77 Two weeks ago in 61.4. That is odd, isn't it? That is very strange because he was 75, then 80, then 100, 100, 91, 88, 100, 94, 45, 77, 61. And he's just falling off a cliff here. It's weird. And is he not healthy? I don't know what's going on. I guess we also should give a shout out to Devin White, though, who has just done the opposite. The other side. He yeah. is. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. He's on fire right now, dude. Uh, check out his game log. It's too pull late, it Andy. I closed the game snaps uh, page. <laughs> pull it up. Pull it up, Josh. All right, I'll pull it up. Devin White. It's weird. There's two Devins. What a weird world we I live know. in. Yeah. And then our draft, the uh, Pittsburgh fan took White, which is awesome. Wow. He's been so good. So he got banged up, right? Um, yes. Because he Hurt went his knee early in the year. So he went. Um, he missed. He. I've got logs for week one, week two, and then it goes six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So he missed a good chunk there from like three, four, five. But he went, he got banged up in the second game. He only played 8% of the snaps in the game against Carolina week two. 
The first week, though, 100 and then 8 when he got hurt. And then when he came back week 6, 98, 85, 99, 97, 197. And and uh, if you look at the last four games in RSO, uh, just, going off, just going off points, 21.5, 6.75, 18, and then last week he had 23.75. Jeez. Two sacks last week. Two sacks, yeah. And then you're looking at tackle numbers, um, 8, 8, 13. That's his last three. Wow. So he's he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. And then you also have, you know, Levante David there, who has been no slouch himself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he is. Let's look at his game log here while we got him pulled up. It's he's funny though, how LB fifteen. Wow, yeah, he's been really good too. But isn't it funny how quickly these two have, you know, switched positions again? Like midseason, we were talking about Devin oh, Bush. Yeah, Devin Bush is the Devin guy. Bush is the LB one in Dynasty. I think I had him as as the LB one in my ranks. No, Devin White's back in front of him again, like we like we said all along. Hmm. Um, it's just interesting how quickly they change in season. And if you're smart and you're savvy, you can take advantage of those little swings. Hmm. And then, Bobby, weren't you bringing up as well something about uh, linebacker has been sort of like tight end this year in terms of scoring mm-hmm. and that you have two guys at the top in uh, Joe Schobert and Jordan Hicks, at least in our league, who are the clear-cut one and two. And then there's this big, fat middle mm-hmm. with a bunch of guys grouped together. Yeah, there's a good 30-point jump uh, from between the LB1 and LB2 to the LB3. You know, <laughs> Joe Schobert, Jordan Hicks, and then Jamie Collins. And then my boy Corey Littleton, which is the only, I guess, bright, shining light there in L.A. But, yeah, it's kind of bizarre. It's kind of like the Kelsey, um, I guess it would be – Kittle drop. Yeah, Kelsey Kittle. It was Hooper before Hooper got hurt. It just seemed like, especially last year, there was such a freaking plateau. You had one or two or three of these players that were so good tight end-wise. And even last year, linebackers scored a ton. We were looking a little bit at 2018 scoring. And, uh, you know, our our LB1 was Darius uh, Darius Leonard. And, uh, you know, for instance, now Joe Schober's got 190 points. And we're going to be going into week 13. But last year, Darius Leonard, in the regular season, I'm assuming these points are um, 306 points. Yeah, Joe Schober's not getting that. That's I awesome. think that includes, but that has to include the playoffs, Maybe, I would think. But still. That's um, wild. Yeah, it would go through week 17. Corey Littleton, 251. Um, he was the LB2 last year. Luke Keekley was 251. And then JPP, um, LB4 with 238. I mean, heck, even. Even what, six more, because you got 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So five more weeks yep. to score 60 points. It's a lot. That's 12 per week. It's a lot. You know, that's a lot even for Schobert. I mean, what's his average been this year? Probably like 14, 15 points. Yeah. 17.52. Good God, really? <laughs> yeah. Now, it's obviously. ever would have thought Schobert would have been that guy this year? That's man. what I'm thinking. Like, uh, that's got me I thinking. I guess he could get there. With these, you know, are we sure that Schobert and Hicks aren't the, uh, I mean, the two MVPs of the IDP season? They may be, Because you think about where they were drafted. They are both going to be drafted probably as your, you know, linebacker three, linebacker four. I think most savvy people saw the Jordan Hicks thing coming. I think most people had Hicks as like a 
mid-tier LB2. Uh-huh. Schobert is like a LB3. fringe 2-3 guy. Yes. But because of the whole Kirksey thing was still kind of... Kirksey yeah. helped Schobert a lot. Yeah. And But the two rookies, you know, everyone was kind of like, what's going on here? Like, is, uh, yeah. is are they going to be getting phased out? Yeah. You know? Everybody kept waiting for the other shoe to drop with yeah. Schobert. Like, is yeah. he really this good? Even me, I've been down on him. I've, yeah. I've definitely hated on him. But, uh, yeah, that, I think those two got to be in contention just because, you know, they were drafted probably later mm-hmm. among the linebackers, and they're freaking balling. 17.5 for Schobert and 17.4 for Hicks. Wow. You knew Hicks was talented. Just that change of, change of scenery going to Arizona from Philadelphia. Yeah. Even You know, even Collins has been huge. I mean, he's out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, impressive as well, but his last few weeks he's been really down. Let's also not forget that our 2018 number one safety uh, is about to repeat again for this year, it looks like. And Jamal Adams scored 236 points last year in our league, um, 86 tackles, uh, 12 pass defense, uh, three sacks and one interception. And in 2019 through 12 weeks, he's sitting at 188 points, 52 tackles, six sacks, one interception, uh, and two touchdowns. So, I mean, I see Jamal. He could probably, he could probably cover that fifty points in the next. I think he could five weeks. Yeah, he's averaging seventeen points a game right now. He's Jamal's been, been insane. He's been yeah. a man possessed ever since they floated him in those trade rumors. Yeah. He has just been a well, house on fire. And this is kind of the same situation too that you know both of those big name linebackers going out probably helps Jamal a little bit too it does they're more rel- tackles yep. they're relying on him for tackles definitely um which sucks for John Johnson you know with i was really hoping with Micah Kaiser going out that John Johnson was going to go off this Me and year you both um but anyways so yeah. let's uh circling back to some of the guys that we talked about with Mark Barron and uh Devin Bush and also Minka, because now Minka and this other guy here are teammates. We had projected Terrell Edmonds, top 24, and he's right outside that, yeah, safety Bobby, 32 right now. We're real happy for you, Bobby, that it worked out for you, but, you know, whenever he switched teams, it cannibalized my guy. So real happy for you, Bobby. I'm sorry, Addy, that this has uh, rankled you so much. He is playing 98% of snaps, though, so him and Minka basically never come oh, off the yeah, field. Oh, he's, yeah, he's out there, but he he's sure does have some competition for tackles now that old Minka's in town. I think Minka's living off these big plays, he right? He is, he is, but, and... but I don't know. It just is awful weird to me. First three weeks. Bobby, did you orchestrate this trade? I, I know a guy. Are you Minka's mama? It's accurate. You knew we'd be doing this. You knew we'd be hashing this back up again. First three weeks, seven tackles, 11 tackles, 10 tackles. Then what's happened since then, Adam? Let's see. Oh, we got a four-tackle game, five-tackle game, five tackles. Frantically scrolling down. Four tackles. (laughs) But he has picked it up lately. He has picked it up. Eight tackles, eight tackles, three tackles, five tackles, six tackles. So, I mean, you know, he's He's uh, good. He's a low end safety two right now. I got you. He's uh, yeah, he's not. He's been fine, but again, he's been disappointing. You know, in the in the middle part of the season. Imagine mm-hmm. if Minka hadn't come in though. He'd be know, yeah. he'd be a safety one right now. Right? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah, because you know they 
He would have been the guy getting all the tackles. That's but they he, were probably bringing in somebody at some point, right? Maybe, Whether yeah. it was Minka or somebody else. Because you said they worked out. Mm-hmm. T.J. McDonald. T.J. McDonald. I wonder if uh, Terrell and um, Minka is kind of affecting Bush's play at all. I wonder if they're taking him off the field more and playing. I don't know. You know I want to I yeah. figure out what's going on there. That's real Tackle-wise. interesting. Really odd, yeah. The, the Bush situation is strange. Yeah, Edmonds is interesting. I mean, you're 100% right. Minka doesn't show up. He's probably like a locked-in safety two right now. Yeah. But they're both going to be fine. Minka's going to drop some. You know, Terrell's going to hurt Minka. Minka's going to hurt Terrell a little bit. But The guy you might want next year might be Edmonds because Minka's going to be getting drafted top five yeah. for safety. Very unlikely to repeat that kind yeah, of finish. That ADP is going to be high. So Edmonds may be the guy you want just because of the ADP. Good point, Joshy. So yeah, and I mean again, Edmonds has improved from year one to year two. So yeah. he he's That's definitely what you like to see. He played a lot in year one, but he's he's at least more productive now. Mm-hmm. When you two. play ninety three percent of snaps and then you increase on your opportunity. Yep. That's really impressive going from year one yep. to year two. Absolutely. So another guy that's been really impressive, uh, Ronnie Harrison. We had projected top twenty four. He is safety nineteen right now, so comfortably in that range. He's played eighty nine percent of snaps. Only played 32% last year, came on strong at the end of last season. Uh, he's actually played the highest percentage of snaps for the Jags behind A.J. Bouye, and that's after playing only 21% of snaps on Sunday when he got a concussion. So he's averaging 10.42 points in our league with only four weeks of single-digit scores aside from Sunday's game, and two of those four single-digit weeks were seven and a half points. So you're not he's not crapping your team with seven and a half points. So I think this is arrow up for Ronnie Harrison. He is definitely the strong safety in Jacksonville, I think, for this foreseeable future. Definitely. I mean, Ronnie Harrison, the issue with him right now, and the reason why he's even – safety 19 is because he's battled injuries Mm -hmm. you know even though he's he's been playing he's been leaving games early he's been dealing with neck issues that he got concussed last game but yeah this is a guy that's been banged up this uh the last few weeks so that's really the part uh uh, the main reason why his numbers have been down he just Mm -hmm. hasn't been on the field much and uh he's been dealing with some injuries Mm -hmm. um but yeah he's not nearly as good as he was at the start of the year yeah but again, it's just injuries. Yeah. So, um, the neck scares me a little bit. You don't like hearing about neck injuries on really any NFL player. Yeah, neck and then concussion. I don't like any of those together. Mm-hmm. But give him an off season to get healthy. Let's see where we are. Training camp next year. I still like Ronnie's long term oh, prospects. Yeah. You you can't help but uh, you know just be thrilled with what you saw year two out of out of Harrison. I mean, he he was really good this year for sure. Um, so it's yeah. everything that you wanted to see him do in year yep. two. He's yep. done it. Yep. So love me some Ronnie Harrison. So that was an update on our Dark Horse Breakouts. Guys, let's wrap things up. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Technically, it's Thanksgiving right now because mm. it's uh, 12.08 wow. here on um, November 28th. So let's wrap up with some guys on defense and offense that we are thankful for this season. And, Adam, let's start with you. Who are you thankful for this time of year? Well, this is pretty obvious here on defense. 
Fred Warner boys. Mm. Just unbelievable. He's doing it. He's getting the love. He I has told you. Broke out. He has. He got the the podcast I listen to every week. They were talking him up in their recap of that 49ers game. So. Yeah, that's normie NFL, right? So mm-hmm. I mean these, these you know that's mainstream media. That's mainstream NFL analysts. Mm-hmm. Not like niche IDP guys. We made it, baby. We yeah. made it. So yeah, I mean, he's the LB11 in our RSO league right now. Uh, but over his last three games since Quan went out, he's averaging 26 points a game. My God, Fred, Woo. get some get that, get that man a fan. Woo. He's hot Woo. right now. Woo. We love you, Fred. You are carrying me, baby. But yeah, he's a he's a must start LB1. It's funny. I went back and listened to our first episode, and you were talking about yeah, I got rid of Bobby Wagner in a trade that got me fred and mm-hmm. i was like man markham's feeling pretty good about that right now mm-hmm. uh bobby I, I think you said wagner is nine lb9 right now in our mm-hmm. league but he's not been great you yeah know, he's not been great this year he's not been the typical bobby wagner yeah. and what you want is a guy peaking at this time of the season right yep. now which is what fred is doing the only problem freaking san francisco is nine and one or ten and one or whatever they are right now you know you just hope that they don't say yeah Right when you need him in the freaking fantasy football playoffs, we're going to slow him down just a little bit. They're going to set him as yeah. we've already clinched the NFC West. Week 16. No, I don't think. I don't think. They may they, set him in week 17. They but, got the Seahawks to deal with still. Yeah. You know, they don't have anything locked up. They got to play the Seahawks again, right? They do. So, what, what's your uh, Dre Greenlaw temperature? He's doing great. You know, I mean, he's just, he, he's, he's being productive with his opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not someone that I'm really focused on long term he's just he's being productive because he's getting the snaps right Mm -hmm. now you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's like the situation in uh chicago the jets yeah chicago whitekowski hewitt and burgess now who's balling out they're just Mm -hmm. you know anthony you don't want to look too much into it they're 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 compiling stats Mm -hmm. so that's you know Hmm. that's a good take i agree do you realize that fred only played 85 percent of snaps last week Wow. And he's putting up – let's see how many he put up. Uh, I'm curious here. He put up many. 32 in one league. Uh, I think in, in RSO he put up like 20. 26 and a half yeah. points on 85% of snaps. Yeah. Wow. Fred. We love you, Fred. Yeah, balling. Balling right now. Says he's uh, position rank nine in RSO. Oh. Well, maybe I need to uh, – Hey, even better. Bump that up, yeah. baby. Even better. So who are you thankful for on the offensive side of the ball, Addy? Lamar Jackson. I've got Lamar Jackson in four or five leagues. Uh, unfortunately, I traded him away in RSO. I still regret that. wish I could have the uh, five for five. That would have been nice. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, he's QB1. He's averaging 33 points a game. I mean, you know, what, what, what else can we say about this dude? He is just mm-hmm. – he's proved everyone wrong. And um, – Man, he is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. That team is so much fun to watch. Everyone is buying in. I saw today where Earl Thomas said something about um what was it? He he said he said uh whoever we play in the Super Bowl is going to be in for like a world of hurt or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh, it was about the Niners cuz they play this week. He was like, "So you guys think that the Niners are like the best team in football something like that." And then uh yeah, he he said whoever we meet in the Super Bowl, yeah, we're going to mop them you know pretty much wow so 
Yeah, I mean, but they're feeling themselves right now, and they should. They should yeah, be. Look at him. But I mean, it, it it just goes to show that Lamar, he's a leader. Yeah, he's got everyone buying in. I don't see how you can't like love the dude. Like you, we saw it. How much fun that team was having. Like yeah. it, it just felt different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's just fun to watch. I do and, love Mark Ingram as his hype man. He's funny. I love all the yeah. gifts of Lamar wearing those big, giant baseball coach sunglasses on the yeah. sidelines, yeah, just hanging rides. out. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a really good team. You know, I love Mark Ingram there. love Hollywood. Mark Andrews is awesome. They've got these cool defensive players. Yeah, that's a fun team right now, man. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's definitely oh, a vibe. Yeah. They're swagging. So, Fred is tied for ninth. He has 151 points, tied with... B-Wags, Jalen Smith, and then Fred Wow, are all at 151. This so, is his second year. Second year. Wow. So. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Bobby, who are you thankful wait, wait, for? Wait, 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 wait. Is Fred the – he's the number one linebacker from last year's class now, isn't he? Uh, Well, let's he's, see. Yeah, he's he is. Above. Yeah, he would be. That's pretty cool. Um, there's nobody else. I mean, Leonard is probably on a per game basis. Probably what about Littleton? Is Littleton in his he was in, second his or third, third year? year for third me. year. Third yeah, year. Okay. True. Uh, um, Roquan. But he's, he's definitely ahead of Roquan. Definitely ahead of Tremaine. Definitely ahead of Vanderesh. And definitely ahead of Leonard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Freddie boy. That's crazy. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I I mean, I don't want to take credit for it. But I mean, I feel like we kind of kind of have to at this point. We put it out there. He knew he had a meat shield. We started this podcast. Yeah, he's that's the thing. He's probably just he knows peace of mind. He knows knows. that I'm out here. I'm lingering. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I'm ready to die, baby. Mm -hmm. He really is, Fred. We need you to. I want to die. You want to attract an (laughs) assassin as we go into Thanksgiving. (laughs) Markham wants to take that bullet for you. So, Bobby, who are you thankful for? Yeah, defensively, I'm thankful for Derwin James. Even though he hadn't played for you like at all this season. Bobby, good lord. With uh you know, the the season my Rams have treated me to this year, you know, I haven't Bobby had, just needs something to cling to for the future. I haven't had much to look forward to for this holiday season and for twenty twenty, but you know, Derwin's gonna treat me nice this week, I feel like. So yeah, I don't know. I've been thankful for a lot of players, but Derwin, you know, I'm thankful for Corey Littleton too. A lot of people were down on him this year. A lot of people didn't really think that he was going to produce IDP wise. And I think Corey's been fine this year, but yeah, I don't know. Hell, linebacker four, is that what you said? Yeah, so. He's been doing just fine. Pretty decent. But uh, yeah, Derwin is definitely going to lead my team into into the black for 2020. Uh, And then just to go ahead and, you know, give you my offensive player of the year. My, the player I'm most thankful for is the 101. <laughs> in Good old 101. <laughs> the player who's not even on my team yet. TBD. We've been through it this this sode, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty awesome feeling. You know, me and Josh, and I don't even know how many picks Adams had. Um, I know me and Josh haven't had any in a couple years. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, but it's gonna be a change for me. I don't really. I've been really in the draft. It's been fun, oh, but I'm done now for a while. Yeah, don't really study. I was like, I haven't watched a college football game in uh, about a decade. Yeah, who cares? I'm gonna gonna just shoot from the hip. But no, it should be a pretty uh, pretty fun year to uh, to have the 101. What so if we'll he just see. drafted all Western players? Oh, dude, please. Ooh, I don't know if that's a great take, but we'll see. You see. should. Yeah. Get you some Brandon Dowdy. 
512. By local. Is Forrest Lamp still hurt? Yeah, man. His knee is just Gosh. super jacked up. All the Western guys, none of them have really. Nope. Higby got paid this year, at least. Higby ah, got paid. Too bad he's that on money, a bad Higby. team. Taylor got traded, and he's not done anything. Yeah. But, no, seriously, ever since I've traded and got all these draft picks, I have been paying more attention to college football, for better or for worse. I don't care for college football, but I've been watching it. There you go. So, it's a great endorsement of college football. Geez. I don't much care for it, but I'm yeah. forced to watch it's just it. so much. Because of like, my rookie draft. It's like trying to drink from a fire hose. Like, every day. It's and there's like, so many, many of those games are blowouts, dude. How yeah. many freaking teams played today? Like, all right, who was good? You know, it's just, it's if y'all like college football, good on you. Nice. I got other things to do. <laughs> It's not as fun to watch. Yeah. It's just not as good as pro football. We maybe prefer if, to watch greatness. We want to watch the greats. Play the greats, guys. Maybe if we grew up in Bowling Green had like a better university, maybe I would like it more, sure. but I don't know. It's also 12.15 a.m. We're right. all fading, so I'll get through mine quickly. Defense, I'm thankful for Danny Trevathan. Speaking of Kentucky wow. football players Speaking here. Speaking of not playing anymore. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> So what I like about Danny, so he was of the three, my top three linebackers, he was the one I was least excited about. He was carried over from last season. He's not a sexy name, but he has been so reliable for me while Jayon has been hurt. Jayon was the new hotness I had. Trevathan's won me some weeks. And now that I've got a chance at the playoffs, a win and end situation in the XFFL, stuff like that really matters. So even though he's hurt now, he bought me time for Jayon to come back and for guys like A.J. Johnson and James Burgess that I picked up to establish my, themselves. I love that, Josh. So I'm just thankful for Danny. He <laughs> held it down. I love that too, Josh. Thanks, Adam, for coming back in from what was that, a beer run? or? I think you know what that was. <laughs> yeah, he took a dump out in beer my yard. drain. <laughs> drain the main vein. That's yeah. a great take, Josh. No, that's, a, that's one to truly be thankful for. You know, you're going into... This week, and you're in, you know, a pretty, a pretty pivotal playoff position. Wow, that's a lot of peas. Yes, sir. You're just thinking about Mark. I'm thinking of peas. A lot of peas. Yes, hey, uh, do you have Kwiatkowski? I do not. Oh, this is. A I good had him at one point when I thought Roquan had punched some a woman in the face and crashed his car. Nope. <laughs> Still think that, but Roquan's back. Hey, did y'all see uh, Michael Bennett and uh, Belichick hug after the game the other no. day? No. Yeah. Almost, uh, Bennett got him with the shank yeah. in the side. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think he uppercut Belichick. I think he, he uppercut him, one of the other coaches. Oh, yeah. Here's your Belichick, son. You done yeah. he- Steve. <laughs> do you, does Steve looks like he has a punchable face. Yeah, Just, something's wrong with something's yeah. not right with Steve. Steve d- sniffed a lot of glue yeah. as a kid. <laughs> Steve, I can't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something in those eyes. Something in there. I don't Steve trust. has killed and will kill again. Oh, the man. eyes and the hair. I'm going to watch that boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, on offense, I'm thankful for Mark Ingram. I traded for Ingram a few weeks ago because, I mean, the Ravens' offense has just been the greatest show on earth this year. Mm-hmm. And since his first game on my team, which was the game against the Patriots, he's averaging 18.28 points per game in our league. Mm-hmm. And he slotted into that RB2 slot after the Marlon Mack injury. So, Ingram, thank you for being an awesome hype man and an awesome running back on I, a great offense. I hate that one. Why is that? At the same time, I was going for Mark Ingram and uh, got the old ding, ding on the phone. A little, 
little trade executed notification that I did not acquire Mark Ingram. And I don't know if you all know about like a manual transmission on a car. If you downshift it, mm-hmm. you're going to turn the RPMs up, which is going to accelerate you. Sure. I was about to just downshift and get Mark Ingram and go for a good playoff run until I saw that trade notification, mm-hmm. put it in fifth gear, and just uh, coasted into 2020. What did you offer Lee for Mark Ingram? Uh, I'm I, curious. Junk, a bunch of junk. I think it was uh, Oren Burks and a 2021 20, fifth. That sounds about right. I can't believe you didn't get him. Oh me. No, that's a great that's a great grab. A fun no, offense. No, I, I give him a fourth. Bob <laughs> <laughs> oh, was like, me. I'll throw in this ham sandwich I found in the passenger seat of my car. Are you gonna extend him? I'm gonna franchise tag him. That's much smarter. Yep. How old is Ingram? He's getting up there. Twenty eight? What a great signing for the Ravens, though. I think mm-hmm. he was like, what, a three-year, $15 million deal? Just whatever they're paying him is not enough. Clearly a good awesome. ro- a locker room, dude. They all get along. I mean. And we all knew he was leaving New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He was going to chase the money, which I'm glad he did. He's on a fun team now. Yeah. I love that, Josh. Danny Trevathan, man, shout out to you. You got Josh here. You're probably somewhere sitting on a couch. Maybe in Lexington. I'm, why is he not on IR? I don't get it. He might be at the game Saturday. I almost had tickets to that game. Uh, Louisville and Kentucky in box seats. And uh, slipped through my fingers. They gave them to uh, somebody else they liked. Just yeah, like Mark it Ingram. The, it would have been the second best experience of the year for you, Bobby. That's true. That's don't true. you ever, ever try and take that experience for granted and try and one-up us. Adam, I think we're all thankful for that experience. Well, you're damn right. I saw Clemson beat uh, our boy Willie Taggart pretty bad, so that Wasn't was Wasn't it fun. like 70 to nothing or it something stupid? We, did, we left at halftime. Yeah, it's like that's another reason. Like, college football, get it together. That's true. Also, the NCAA is a putrid organization, but that's this is neither not, not the time for... Digging into the could be the time twelve twenty two. Why not? We'll talk Let's about just do it. another hour on the evils of the NCAA. I'm, I'm I'm actually coming around on them. I'm I'm kind of for them now. Hmm. I'm gonna go with that stance. You're 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 all in. More regulation, <laughs> less money for the players, less transparency. You're gonna lose Dabo. Hoard that money, baby. Hoard it. Just swim in it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it on your way to stuff your face full of Thanksgiving food. Guys, I'm thankful for episode 20. Thankful for the fact we haven't thrown in the towel yet. We've done it. And uh, if you've stuck with us this long, we appreciate you. Best of luck this week as you get ready to make a push for the fantasy playoffs. Week 13, baby! Zeke, throw that Motel 6 towel in, though. It, it needs to go. Did you see that one? No. What was this? So that was on Twitter this week. He had like a full-size bath towel behind him uh, running up there in New England. It was pretty awesome. I'll show you. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're going to get out of here before Bobby I'll show, spills. I'll show you the tweet. Spills his LaCroix on his uh, 15-year-old Mac laptop. <laughs> y'all be good. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. 